The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Promoting positivity and inclusivity, you're listening to UnityOnlineRadio.org, the voice of an awakening world. Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa is for educational purposes only and is not intended to provide a physician-patient relationship, give diagnoses, prescribe treatment, or do psychotherapy. Please contact your health care provider to obtain treatment. Discover your body's natural ability to heal. Welcome to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa. Hello, hello, hello. Have you ever suffered from feeling somebody else's pain? Do you tend to get problems like headaches, jaw pain, that vague digestive pain? If you ever tend to get pain either before a virus, during periods of stress, or you're one of those people your back is always going out, today's your day because we're going to discuss managing life pain. In today's world, it's very common to see, okay, all kinds of lawsuits about people suing opiate companies, big pharma, or hearing all about all these different treatments, osteopaths, naturopaths, all kinds of massages and all kinds of machines that help with pain. But is all of that helping you? And how do we manage chronic pain in our life and make sense of it and live peacefully? Today's world, in today's show, it's going to change your life because I'm going to teach you how to handle the intuition and the mystical awareness underlying pain, the pain of maybe even being human, and to handle chronic pain if you're in it and you're one of millions. We're taking your calls, 816-251-3555, within the U.S. and Canada. And remember, UnityOnlineRadio.org is live, live every Wednesday, 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern. And you can get this show on your favorite podcast provider as well as join the live show with a question every Wednesday, 4 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. Eastern. 
Every specialty has a pain syndrome. Every one. Rheumatology, chronic fatigue, fibromyalgia, carpal tunnel, orthopedics, back and neck pain, neurosurgery, plantar fasciitis, vulvodynia, vulvodynia chronic pelvic pain, IBS, gastroenterology, angina, chest pain, chronic chest pain, cardiology, TMJ, dental, dentistry, headaches, neurology, reflex sympathetic dystrophy, neurology. But of course, there is, of course, the stigmata. Carrying other people's pain. There are a variety of solutions we can do to address the anatomy of the pain. And we'll be doing that today. Name your pain. We'll be going on the lines today directly, and I'll be talking to the people where their pain is, what they can do, giving them solutions, but showing that almost every pain involves changing your direction about losing something, gaining something else, and the pain and fear inherent in it. I have had procedures since I was 12. I'm one of those kids that has a genetic syndrome that involves neurology and orthopedics. Both my brain with epilepsy, narcolepsy, and my spine, scoliosis. I've had, I don't know, six, seven surgeries where the bones have been broken and refused. Rods have been removed, broken, refused. And I've had burning neuropathy so bad that I've looked at a gun rack and go, hmm. Reflex sympathetic dystrophy twice. Very painful. Um... I've been hit by a truck, a car. I've had breast cancer. The spaces were, when I had the reconstruction, were unbelievable. I think of all the pain that I've had in my life, not knowing the diagnosis before the biopsy, after the biopsy in breast cancer, was very bad. It was excruciating. Having people think I was nuts before the surgery in 2012 was excruciating. The isolation of it's not bad. And the pain, you get used to it, though people think you're nuts. They end up thinking, oh, it must not be that bad for you. Oh, it is. So much that it's been a career for me to teach people how to help themselves where if they've injured a body part, they've hurt a body part, they've removed a body part, I can help you because chances are that area has been altered in me. However, some of the most painful things that have happened to me is watching someone else in pain and not being able to do anything about it. That is so painful. Watching a pet be in pain is excruciating. I almost became a vet, a veterinarian, 
I, I wanted to be a vet. They didn't go into the service, but I found out they wouldn't take me. I didn't think the spine was going to be a problem, but apparently if you have a problem with flat feet, you know, hey, having a rod in your spine in 120 degrees curve apparently was an issue. Suffice it to say, I wanted to be a veterinarian, but I couldn't handle watching people and people, meaning animals, in pain. And then I can handle patients being in pain. That's difficult, but I can handle it because I'm help teaching them what they can do to help. And eventually you learn codependence and you learn 12-step and you learn that they have a higher power and you ain't it. Or at least you learn the mechanism of that. It's still very hard. However, when you have a loved one who is part of a, on a journey in which their life and brain and body are being rewired developmentally through their mystical path of health and healing and pain and tragedy, and I'll say more about when I'm doing these readings, you, another person on earth who loves them, who's loving on them or helping them, you have to sit back and sit by and do nothing. They have a higher power, you ain't it, and get out of the way. It's almost as if you feel their pain, you have the stigmata. In fact, you can carry their pain. And one of the questions for the people on the phones today is, where is your pain coming from? Do you know where it's coming from? And suffice it to say, we have to learn to watch other people have pain and know that it's part of the unearth. And that if we don't feel pain, it is a disease category. There are parts of my body that I don't feel pain anymore because those nerves have been damaged. Some rife examples are, I once went walking in the living room and I felt my left, left um, heel slip was dangerous, so I looked in the bottom of my heel and there was a tack sticking in there. That's dangerous. Apparently, they say that's dangerous, or so that's what the literature says. I'm tongue-in-cheek. I'm sincerely saying that's an example where the pain stopped. And if you don't feel pain, you don't feel injury, and your body is not warning you. There are kids who don't feel pain, and they just run in the middle of the traffic. Sometimes kids with autism do that. Sometimes kids with um, attachment disorder have no fear, not the pain of any awareness that a person is dangerous. So it's dangerous to not feel pain. It's also dangerous to not feel the pain of somebody else. If you're not aware of somebody else's pain and you're only in your own, that may be what we call narcissism now, isn't it? On the other hand, if you're so attentive, if your brain is so uber-focused, so, so hyper-intuitive to other people's pain, so that you, may, you can't focus and not be well, then you're going to be sick all the time. And that's not helpful. You were put on the earth too to do what? Do you know where you're going to? To quote Diana Ross. So I can help you rewire your frontal lobe to filter the pain. I can help you with your thalamus gating it. I can help you with a local inflammatory mediator, cytokines, 
arachidonic acids, leukotrienes. I can help you with local mediators with biofreeze, capacin, help you manipulate serotonin to raise the pain threshold so you feel less of it. GABA or intermediaries are either doing rhythmic activity or import it via a variety of means to relax the muscles so they don't sit on the nerves and cramp them. I can talk about estrogen, which raises serotonin or progesterone that helps with GABA to help with pain. I can help you get rewarding work or rewarding something that doesn't just distract you, which is a mindfulness exercise and other skill for pain, but something that's loving and rewarding that releases opiates, the same thing that's an oxycodone, that can reduce the pain. God knows I've never been on disability and I've always worked because doing meaningful work and seeing how somehow I can help somebody helps the pain. Also seeing someone who's far worse off than you. Whenever I've been sinking in a puddle of self-pity, oh, I don't know because I had another surgery or I'm missing something, someone comes in like they have no arms. I feel like a complete ass. And they're just happy to be there. And you just right away correct your mind. Chinese medicine says pain is stuck chi, meaning chi does not move. If some area in your life is stuck, family, first chakra, bones, joints, chronic pelvic pain, second chakra, stuck relationship, stuck money, third chakra, stuck career, digestive pain, Stuck emotions, fourth chakra heart. Fifth chakra, stuck speech, can't say or hear something. Stuck thinking, rigid thinking, headaches. Am I saying this is causing it? Hell no, I'm not saying that. I'm saying identifying these things might help ameliorate pain in those areas. But finally, all pain, total pain, all day pain, or fluctuating pain, a shell gain in your body. What is your purpose in life? Do you know who you're going to? Do you know what life is showing you? Do you know? Magnolia, mahogany is black. It's dark. Pain can be dark. But it also gives you a dark night of the soul, which forces you to know where you're going. People say, I would only go if I know where I was going. Yeah, it doesn't work that way. <laughs> you got to move. Move, move. You have to move. You're stuck on the road, and there's a train coming at you. You move. Stuck chi, pain. You got to get it moving. You go to an acupuncturist, who moves it? You go get some kind of magnet therapy. They have it now with a certain kind of MRI that moves things. You have the Muna body rolling that helps teach you how to move so that nerves aren't clamped, muscles aren't clamping on nerves. And you get osteopathic, TENS unit, massage, ice, heat. You learn visceral massage for abdominal pain. You move. But you also know that the universe moves you. Moves your molecules. This is my new book, Mystical Molecules. 
through the process of pain and agony as you sit in it and can do nothing for the moment. As you sit in it, no one's there, you are alone in it. That mixture of cytokines, leukotrienes, problems with serotonin, GABA, pain and agony, your brain and body are being rewired mystically. That experience of being in mahogany in the dark illuminates you mystically. I'm Dr. Marlisa, and we're talking about managing life pain. If you know, want, want to know more about this show, go to Facebook, Dr. Mona Lisa, Instagram, Dr. Mona Lisa, Twitter, Dr. Mona Lisa 2. If you want to know all, any of my future endeavors with radio and podcasts, you can always find me on www.drmonalisa.com, www.drmonalisa.com, Facebook, Dr. Mona Lisa, Instagram, Dr. Mona Lisa 1, to find out where I'm going to be next and what exciting podcasts and radio and TV I'm going to do next. We will go to Patricia, line one. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa. How can I be of help? Hello, Dr. Mona Lisa. I hope you are doing well today. Swimmingly. How can I be of help? Yeah, I've had um, chronic neck pain um, since a chiropractic injury in 2003, and um, it seems to be getting worse every year. And um, when the pandemic hit, I was working from home, and I basically never left my house, and I feel like the isolation um, really constricted and tightened a lot of the muscles. And um, I really resonate with what you said with stuck um, energy or, you know, in Chinese medicine, how they say that pain is just something stuck. And I feel like it's in my... Okay, I, my want, you to, yeah, I want you to repeat what you said from the very beginning. You have a neck injury or problem? It was a neck injury. Um, wait, 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 I, wait, 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 wait. Why did you go? I'm not picking on you because I also went to a chiropractor and something similar happened, but I'm going to tell you what happened. It was different, but it happened. Why did you go to the chiropractor? Um, actually, at my at the time, my boyfriend recommended it because I was a former gymnast and I had um, I had some neck injuries in gymnastics, but he recommended I go see a chiropractor. And sure. this chiropractor, go ahead, just to what? just to loosen up, I guess my neck because it was always so tight. Okay. And um, he was it was a newer chiropractic student, I think, and he did this adjustment while he was asking me a question, and I was speaking, and he did the adjustment, and it felt like a shock went down it, from... It felt like a what? It felt like a what? A shock. It was a... Okay. Like, when it, as soon as he adjusted my neck, a shock went down from my upper neck down to my chest. My heart was racing. I was disoriented, and I basically don't even know how I got home that day. I was, I was kind of... It, it was just like a jolt of lightning, it felt like. Okay. Um, that makes sense. You know, of course, that there is a nerve body in the neck called um, the carotid body. Okay. It's a parasympathetic nerve bundle. You knew this. Did you know this? Yeah, I'm familiar with it. I teach anatomy and physiology. <laughs> Good. So you know that that connects to the heart and changes mm -hmm. um, changes heart rate, right? 
Right. Yeah. Biggest I'm just nerve. saying. Yeah. I'm saying this to the um, for the audience because they wouldn't know how your neck is connected to your heart. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? I'm telling them. Yeah. So, so if someone were to twist your neck or press on your neck or do something, that could create a. a um, see how I'm saying this to you, but they're hearing all of it because they're hearing our conversation. We're not alone on the phone, even though I'm talking like we're yeah. alone on the phone. <laughs> okay. You see what I'm saying? Okay. Mm -hmm. So that's how you have to talk on a radio show. But this is a tricky thing. Talk about this way. Because you can talk about what happened at that time, right? Mm-hmm. There are two issues. There are what happened then and where you want to go now, right? Yeah, that makes sense. Right? So when you're at a crossroads, can you do both? No, you can't. You've got to choose a fork or otherwise you're stuck at the crossroads. I don't know if I could deal with what happened with him and move forward? Or should I not go forward until I've cleaned up what happened with him? Right? Hmm. Got it? Okay. It's a crossroads, right? Right. So when I look at you, I see a relationship in your past that made you feel alone. I see someone um, that looked like they had power over you, and it wasn't this person, this chiropractor, that you tended to see this person in their highest potential, and you put a blind eye to their difficult side, and then somehow you feel alone. I can't figure out if they left you, you left them, but whatever it is, they went poof. And then you couldn't talk it through. And after that, it's done. And that makes all of this harder. I understand that every illness is always in part due to diet, genetics, the environment, and so on. But every illness has an emotional intuitive component. Who do you live with right now, Patricia? Um, I live well, I live with three dogs and a cat. I know I heard somebody in the background there. When I say somebody, I mean somebody on four legs. Yeah, there's a dog, two dogs standing right next to me. <laughs> okay. They they can stay in the room. They don't have to leave. So who was the person that left you? Um, gosh, I've had several relationships. Um, the most recent one, um, he uh, cheated on me and took off with another person. So Around the happened. time that this next thing happened. Oh, you... that was, uh, yeah, that was... This next thing happened in 2003, and um, that relationship, um, it was 12 years, and I left him, yeah. And uh, what, Why did it happen? Why did it end? Well, um, he, he had some depression issues, and, you know, I, we were both young, and I think we just kind of grew apart, but um, he, was, he was very depressed. And, he was depressed. Yeah. I look at your head. You have a, a mind that is very focused on details. Details, logic, details, logic, details, logic. I look at your heart. 
there's something different about your eating, your digestion. Either you're very focused on what you eat, how you eat, when you eat. It's very focused. I look at your esophagus, stomach, liver, gallbladder, colon, and rectal areas. I see a change in your blood sugar, insulin, and your body stores of estrogen. I see increased susceptibility of having estrogen stored in your body tissue. I look at your left kidney, right kidney, bladder, uterus, left ovary, red ovary, and cervix if you still have them. I see increased susceptibility of hormonally sensitive densities in your pelvis, densities that tend to calcify. I look at the joints in your hands, wrists, elbows, shoulders, hips, knees, and ankles. I see an asymmetry in your hips. I can't figure out if one is higher than the other, lower than the one other. It feels like the left one is higher. I look at your neck, upper back, lower back, and sacral areas. I see something different with your jaw, the left side of your mouth, and tightness with that in your neck. I can't figure out if you grind your neck and grind your jaw, your teeth, whether that affects your left shoulder and tightens your neck. But somehow that is a combined issue there in a posture thing. Can you please tell me your health concerns? Yeah, I mean, there's definitely definitely musculoskeletal issues going on, and um, you know, tell me uh, tell me whereabouts it is in your body. Um, the the damage to my neck was on the right side, but I feel pain all over in my neck, and um, but on my right side, it feels like there's a clamp um, that is going around the right side of my neck and the right side of my chest, and it doesn't release. So it feels like I can't get air into my right lung. And it was so bad that um, when the pandemic began and we were supposed to wear masks, it was really challenging because I have a hard time getting air in without a mask. And my physician wrote a letter for me so that I could work from home so that I didn't have to wear a mask because of the of the pain. So and it just seems like ever since the pandemic began, the tightness, I don't know if it's my anxiety about it all, but it seems like everything got worse. <laughs> and now I question. Wish... Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Um, what other health problems do you have? Um, I have um, hypothyroidism diagnosed when I was 12 years old. And that's another you had, doctor. Wait a minute. You had hypothyroidism at mm-hmm. age 12. That's correct. Now, there's a story there. Mm-hmm. So you had fifth chakra issues even before you went into that. Place. I did, yeah, I did. Um, and keep going. What else? Um, I mean, before the, I, I kind of link the hypothyroidism to the fact that a year before that I had really bad pneumonia, and the whole summer I was stuck inside and on. Okay, How to, I want you to hold on, okay? When we come back. We're going to talk more about how pain and life tragedy. You're listening to Healthy Living Intuitively. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa.
you found the most positive place on the Internet. Thanks for listening to UnityOnlineRadio.org. Welcome back to Healthy Living Intuitively with Dr. Mona Lisa. Hi, this is Dr. Mona Lisa. We're talking about life pain. We're going to go back to Patricia, line one. Patricia, are you there? I'm here. Okay, Patricia, I'm going to be very blunt with you because I want you to get better. You're a talented, brilliant person. How tall are you? Five four. How much do you weigh? Um, about 125. Perfect. You were a gymnast before, did you say? I was, yeah, as a child and teenager. Okay. That's a lot of years. That's a lot of discipline, right? Mm-hmm. That's a lot of training yeah. of your brain. Yeah. And having, been, um, having had scoliosis and a herring rod fusion when I was 12 and then running marathons and racing bicycles to get around it, um, it was devastating for me to blow discs in my neck and not be able to do that anymore. It was devastating. Um, each time something would happen, I um, it was very upsetting. Like when I got run over by the truck, I got a ticket at the scene, pedestrian hit vehicle. <laughs> How does that happen? Wow. And um, I could have sued. We would have both been a little bit at fault. But I knew that the amount of time that I would have invested on that would have prevented me from moving forward. Stuck G. Are you following me? Yes. Yeah. And then, um, now notice I'm not saying anything about what you should do. And then I'm not, because I don't know what you should do. I'm just telling you what I did. There's a famous historian named Gloris, Doris Kearns or something like that. And she talks about history. Telling a story helps give a person hope. Okay. And helps guide them through a potential route to which you can move, okay? So you know that truck that hit me, four fractures in the pelvis, several broken ribs, a collapsed lung, and a shattered scapula. At that time, I had a rod from my thoracic area behind my chest all the way down to T4, T4 to L3. But wow. then, after all those bites, that biking and all that other crap, then one day I woke up and couldn't feel my fingers. And that was devastating because I couldn't run anymore. That was really, really, really hard. And then over the course of several years, which prevented me from going into neurology, so I went into psychiatry so I could sit down. It was really upset. But at the beginning of that, when that happened, a friend of mine actually asked me to go see a chiropractor just like you. Did you hear me tell the story before? I don't know if I heard you tell the story about the chiropractor. But you heard the truck. Everybody hears the truck because the truck's pretty yeah. dramatic. So this well-meaning friend tells me to go see this chiropractor. She's an elderly lady, very famous. So go to see her. And it was obvious that I knew that I had the rod. At that point, I figured, you know, this is a bigger deal than I thought, okay? And I knew about the truck. And I knew about the yard, the, the, year, the years of running. And all I could hear was the share song, If I Could Turn Back Time, because I kept thinking... Maybe all that running wasn't good, but on the other hand, I thought that the running and the biking gave me the ability to handle this incredible pain because it was excruciating, and my heart goes out to you. Are you following me? So Mm -hmm. I gingerly lie down on this table, right? 
and I had never done chi- had done chiropractic, I did acupuncture for years and all kinds of other stuff, osteopathic treatment, and even learned how to do osteopathic some stuff. But this thing was different. So she says, you got to trust me, take a breath. And I, I did, because she was doing just the best she could, right? Mm-hmm. Very skilled. Says, take a breath. And she goes, <laughs> and all of a sudden, I couldn't feel my entire hand. To oh, this no. day, I remember what it was like. It felt like someone had scraped it all with sandpaper. Oh, and I no. went, oh, my God. And I was looking up at her because I was lying on my back. I saw the blood go out of her face because now she was in pain, too. Wow. Oh. Do you understand? I saw the devastation in her face. Now, wow. um, and then I felt her devastation. I felt my pain and her devastation. The whole thing was a mess, okay? Mm-hmm. And so I gingerly got off the table, like I did after the MRI months later, and I found out what that was about, was that was ridiculous. Two discs were sitting on the cord, sticking the cord against the wall in the, in the, uh, the vertebral canal. Can you imagine? Wow. They want to do the surgery the next week. And wow. so I said to her, but that was, I didn't find that out till later. <laughs> However, I said to her, hey, listen, Missy, listen. Whatever was there was hanging on by a thread. I don't want you to think you did it. Do you understand? And she just looked at me, and I couldn't think if she thought I was insane, nuts, deluded, or in a delirium. All I thought was a mixture of, you're in agony and in pain, did I do that to you, and are you going to sue me? But I knew it wasn't about suing. I knew that even if I did sue her, nothing was going to put that back. Right. Do you understand? And then mm-hmm. it truly was. It was like, you know when um, you have a string that's been holding, pulling, 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 and then you notice there's one thread left, and then bing, it goes. That's what I saw in my head. I probably saw my whole neck. And so I walked away, and I didn't say anything. And two years later, it slowly went away. I mean, it it was still bad. I was wearing a neck brace my entire training. But then I sneezed and blew two more discs. And in an MRI, they showed that those two that I had blown first, the one after the chiropractor, the whole thing, that those two had squeezed back in, even though they were on the cord, even though they had fallen out, fallen out, the whole thing. That those two mm-hmm. had auto-healed through all the osteopathic treatment, all that other crap that I was doing. They healed. Isn't that unbelievable? Can you imagine? But I had blown mm-hmm. two more, and they had fallen down into the canal <laughs> and were wow. like holding, you know, holding down like spaghetti was thrown down a wall. It was disaster. That was when I was losing my feet. Not the, Forget the hands. The hands, that was good. It was the feet that were the problem. That was when they rushed me into the OR and I had a fusion. Say hello to whoever's crying on the phone. My point is I learned something from that. After the truck, after the chiropractor and the sneeze, after I learned, you know, I wasn't going to go into neurology, 
I realized that there was some long pattern that I had to fix because I did have a neurosurgeon. I did have surgery. And he said, you have to find out why you keep blowing these discs. I realized that that was the front, the, the crux of it was I had to find out what was in there for me. And part of it is my unique wiring that when I get really, really, really upset, something falls. Something blows, like bulbs, blows, bulbs blow around me, clocks keep breaking on the wall. And that's something that I got to work with. You know what I mean? That's me. Discs today, the discs will go and then something else will fall. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so that's part and parcel of my unique genius. But I had to move forward with it. So I kept going forward in my training with a um, with a neck brace. And it was hard. There was a guy in the unit who tried to kill himself, cut his neck with a chainsaw. So he stared at me the entire time. It was very unnerving. But I kept going. Stuck chi, Chinese medicine pain, moving forward. Some of your pain is anxiety. And you've already said it because that's how brilliant you are. You said that the anxiety of the pandemic has made it worse. Stuck chi, you stayed where you are. You can't. Even the nuns in um, that movie with Maria, The Sound of Music, said you can't stay where you are. You can't stay in the abbey. You have to go out into the world. Because believe it or not, you're in pain whether you're home or you're out in the world. And trust me, I can't breathe with a mask on either because I was on a ventilator for a week and a half with propofol when I died in the OR and had to be resuscitated. So if you think I can breathe, I can't. I have to because if I get COVID, I'll end up in a ventilator and that was when they were running out of ventilators they'd let me go mm-hmm. so you know it's either be on a mask or you know sayonara goodbye and if i want to go see a friend of mine who has cancer i'm going to get on the damn plane i'm going to wear double masks and i'm going to go see him i'll be damned if my fear of dying is going to prevent me from seeing someone who's dying who i may never see again yeah so my fear and my pain is trumped by my desire to live. And I throw down the gauntlet to you, Patricia. I know you're in pain. Fifth chakra is your neck. It's about voice in the world who you are. You could not do that from the house. You could do it for a short period of time, but that's not who you are, and you know it. Do you understand? I do. Get somebody who does DBT and does it online for you and help you move forward in the outer world with small steps because your phobia. What's happening to you? Hey, I know it. You understand. I go out. In fact, when I was staying in, I got cellulitis on my face, which I could have died. This kind of crap growing on my face. They said to go in the ER. I said, no, I could die in there. I could get COVID. Staying in the house withdraws you from people, makes your immune system go down, and you're more likely to get a virus. So believe it or not, staying in makes you more likely to get sick too because it's secluding yourself. Got it? So in the end, you're helping yourself. Get help. And then get someone who does shamanism, who helps you give forgiveness 
to the, that person. Do you understand? Think I do. It because staying in that pose of, even if it was Ted Bundy who squeezed your neck trying to kill you, okay? Worst case scenario, you always take it to the worst case scenario. The tightening of anger clamps down the nerves and the muscles. You know this. It makes the mm-hmm. pain worse. So just from an anatomical point of view, to relax the muscles, you have to do it. Even if he did it on purpose, you have to do it. It's something called radical acceptance. Do you understand? Yeah, that makes sense. I learned how to do this when I had the last surgery. I had this terrible, it felt like someone's put a knife in my ears. I'm like, what in the hell? So I had to study the entire sternocleidomastite, and I found out all these nerves going there underneath there. Who knew? And as I was walking, I learned to individually relax all those little muscles from C2, C3, C4, C5, and guess what? That pain went away, but my God, was that exhausting. Son of a gun. (laughs) You can be tortured. No, it was. It was painful. Studying Gray's Anatomy from my dissecting book. I learned how to do it. People are looking at me like I'm walking very slowly. A friend of mine said, can I walk with you? No. Why? Because I have to focus on the muscles. That's the kind of thing you learn how to do. Because out of desperation, wow. you'll have to do it. Good luck. I want to take extra time with you, okay? Thank you. Good luck. I appreciate it. We'll go on. Susan, line three. I'm yeah. Lisa, how can I be of help? Susan, how are you? I am great. Thank you so much for taking time to take my call. Did you understand the last person with neck pain? Yes, I had a lot of light bulb moments in there. I think that was excellent. Absolutely excellent. Because the reason why I asked you is because these readings are not just for one person. They are group readings for all those people on Radio Shell Land. How can I be of help? Okay, so I've had some issues in the kidney, and the pain is in the kidney. Wait wait a minute, wait a minute. You know, of course. I know that it feels like the kidney, and I'm not going to say it's not in your kidney, but you know, of course, that they say when something's in a visceral organ like that, they Uh say that you can't feel it. They say that it's referred pain, that if you had kidney, you'd feel it in your flank. You understand? So you don't have, so there's somatic and there's visceral pain. So uh-huh. I'm just telling you, if you said, I got pain in my kidney, they'd give you a look like you've lost your marbles. If you have pain in your gallbladder, it would show in your flank, you know, behind your back ribs. So okay. tell me where the pain, I'm not saying, I, I, I didn't say you didn't have kidney pain. I'm just telling you, you understand. Uh-huh. That's I like do. saying I have pain in my pancreas. Notice that right, right. pancreatic pain, a little pancre- <laughs> pancreatic pain is incredibly painful but it presents with incredible abdominal pain where you don't know where the hell it's coming from. Anyway, where is the pain? In my urethra. What? And it cuts off my flow of urine. (laughs) How do you go from a kidney pain to it being in your urethra? Um, I have the pain in the lower back and I have a lessen lesser flow of urine and a slower flow and at times I've had to have a catheter to just release 
the urine, and then in 24 hours, everything's back to normal. But it okay. flares Hold on. on. Wait, 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 I, Hold on a second. Okay, so that makes complete sense because people in the audience are going, the urethra? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, hold on one second. Uh-huh. The first thing I see is someone in your life not a kind person. Someone oh. who is charming, attractive. You think they're in your rearview mirror, but they're not. They're living in your urethra. <laughs> okay. Somehow, when something bothers you, when you're a kid, you sit and you just tighten and you make yourself smaller and you wait for it to be over with. Okay. All right. Some people run away and some people freeze. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, okay. You froze. We're okay. Thinking, oh, eventually this person's just going to leave. Very painful person. And somehow this person didn't. They are needy, moody, and they hang on for dear life. And this person injured you. And the injury lives on inside of you in the form of body memories. Who do you live with? I live with my fiance and my son. And then sometimes we have... not your fiance. Okay. Yeah, I I didn't think it was him. I know. Let's just get him off the table. Okay. (laughs) Off the floor or wherever he is. (laughs) Didn't come out right at all. Um, It's not him. Okay. But if he was him, I'd be delicately dealing with the fiance issue. Yes. Oh, Earlier yeah. in your mm-hmm. life, there was a very painful event that happened to you that you think is in your rearview mirror and it's not. What happened? Uh, which trauma? <laughs> which trauma? Okay. Gloria Bachman said that people have trauma in the pelvis whether it's in uh-huh. the urethra, uterus, lower bowel, if they've had abuse sexually of some kind, yes. or an abusive relationship. Yes. Um, they've done studies. One study was someone, this is explained how it actually does go into the body. Okay. Women studied somebody with multiple personality disorder. As she was sitting with her psychiatrist talking about how her father was beating with her, beating her with a belt, on her okay. skin, on her skin, on the skin, yes. the pattern yes. of the belt yes. came out. Yes, yes, I have that same experience. What do you mean? Just what you said. My mouth. You is... just nailed it. You, Some... you got it. I, I, you got that's it. A, that's a citation in literature. That's, that's one of my real life experiences. <laughs> You're kidding me. Well, I'm going back to that one. 
let's let's look at that one. <laughs> no, let's not. You don't talk about it because it just reinforces it. This is the story. Okay. People okay. work to try to get that out of there. I've had people yeah. walk up to me and say, "Take, we'll take the rods out of your spine. I'm like, are you crazy? I just kind of fall over like a wet noodle. You know, we have a coin in us, like a, a quarter or dime. Mm-hmm. Where heads is wisdom and tails is crisis. Mm-hmm. It's all part of the same coin. You can't take the wisdom without the crisis. Right. In each developmental step in our life, they're more subtler. This is the work of, um, it's not Jung, it's somebody else. I can't remember right now because I'm so stunned by this reading. That any developmental step we do, we're walking, we fall first and then we get up. But some people have... Um, and this doesn't excuse the person who did this at all, <laughs> but these events happen and it shapes our brain and our body yeah. and we're left with this scar tissue okay. that developmentally makes us stronger. Oh, yeah. <laughs> book that's called Stronger in the Broken Places. Uh-huh. And a broken bone is much stronger than one that's never been broken before. However, that's heads. Tails is inherent in its strength is sometimes a lack of flexibility. It doesn't work as well in certain situations. So you learned to connect to the divine oh, to yeah. get help. Mm-hmm. You're more mm-hmm. connected to the divine by the cortisol, norepinephrine, the changes in your brain to those events, help me, please. No one's here for me. Mm-hmm. Please. Will you learn that to some degree people on earth have limited help for you? That makes yeah. space in your brain and body open to the divine. That's the opening of faith. That's my new book, yes. Mystical Molecules. However, the scar, the lack of flexibility, makes some functions on earth a little harder. Sex, urination. It doesn't mean it's impossible. It just means it's harder. Right. Mm-hmm. And you have the part of it, you may have shame. You may have anger. And you say you've gotten used to the impatience. A very, very intuitive brain, a savant brain, is an epileptic brain. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, it's not fun to be epileptic, you know, yeah. lights out certain times, <laughs> you crew a right. Um But on the other hand, it makes a hell of a intuitive. Yes. So it yes. makes your yes. brain fail at exams, may make it uh-huh. longer for you to get through school, and it may make a sex life relationships very hard. Mm-hmm. And you have to work your way around that. If you were to go to a mystic, like I did, Senor mm-hmm. Barrera, and she would say, as a result of this traumas that you had to your brain and body, you have a capacity to feel the pain and suffering of people. 
It's giving you a gift, but you have this suffering. Hold on a mm-hmm. second. This is what she would say to you. Hold on a second. And she starts screaming at the ceiling with her cruise. I swear to you, this is what she did. <laughs> she said, hold on a second. They're saying something. Okay, now I'm back. She said, they're uh-huh. telling me if I could take away that painful event and make you normal, different, uh-huh. less sensitive, would that Without that unique quality that everyone says, what is it about you that you're such a good listener? What is it about you that you're so good with this and that and this and that? Yeah. Would you not want this event to have ever happened? No, I I love my life. and See and how I quickly you say fall. that because that question was asked of me. Yeah. When I was yes. on disc number 17. Yes. And I can't remember if that was before or after the breast cancer. It's really hard. The, the, the things uh-huh. kind of accumulate. And I said the same thing. Forget it. And she yeah. said, hold on a gun. Hold on a second. They got more. <laughs> it was just like this. She said, they got some solutions to help you. I want you to go to someone who can help you with visceral massage. Visceral massage. Okay. And they can help you. Relax those muscles. But you have to do it with someone who also can help you with dialectical behavioral therapy, which is helpful for people with trauma who've Mm -hmm. had abuse. Because you will be able to work with that at the same time as that therapy. Otherwise, it's not therapy Mm -hmm. like you talk. It's it's a class. Because otherwise, you might, your body might tense up or they don't put, they put their hand on your stomach or they teach you to put your hand on your stomach. Uh-huh. You, you learn how to work with those signals. Do you understand? Okay. I do. I I do. But you I do. understand that that is the mechanism through which your body says, you know what, this is this is where the wisdom began. This is okay. where it all began. Uh, that makes sense. That makes that makes uh, a lot of sense. Doesn't excuse that the person. Makes... Does not excuse right. the person. I yes, wish you I good luck. That. Thank you. I want to thank, thank you, you for so much. Good day. You've been listening to Healthy Living Intuitively. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa. Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Life is hard, and sometimes you need a little help and guidance. I'm Laura West, host of a Guided Life podcast, and I believe that help is all around us. We just have to ask for it. The universe has a way of guiding us forward with the help of our past loved ones, angels, spirit guides, and ascended masters. On the podcast, I love to explore these ideas with incredible guests and let people know that they are never alone. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you can join me on this journey. Part of the mindbodyspirit.fm network and wherever you get your podcasts.